Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. We are in the book of Colossians chapter 3. We're talking about set your mind and be set free and that it can be done. God wants you to do it and you're enabled and empowered to do it. And uh, just Colossians 3. You mean he didn't just dangle that out no. there for me to... Wish that you Wish could have that it. Wish I could. Mm-mm. Nope, he empowered me. He empowers you and, mm-hmm. and helps you and directs you. So you've been raised with Christ, so he's saying, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep them set on things above, not on the things on the earth. Um, and for you died as far as this world is concerned. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. So that's so far how that's how far we've gotten so far in the and the first half was the first three verses. So Break let's move speeds. on to breakneck <laughs> speeds. Verse four: When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also with a will appear with Him in glory. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this question: Is He your life? When Christ who is our life, appears. Then you will also appear with him. Is he your life? Is he your center? Is he your everything? Does your world revolve around him? And you might say, no, and I just don't know how. I don't know how it can happen. Yes, it can happen. Seek him. Mm -hmm. Press into him. Start making room for him. Yeah, just push him. You have room for whatever you want. Right, right. (laughs) Make room for him. Uh, Put him first. But... The scripture, I don't, I don't know, when I read the word, I don't know, they not happen this way with everybody, but things just start popping out to me. Just a little phrase, and it's like, oh, that's a question. Loretta, is he your life? Is he your life? Mm-hmm. Because he has to be. He has to be my life. And whatever area that he is not my life, I need to adjust it up, back up to him. I need to turn it back into him because I want him to be my life. Uh, my everything within me to go towards him and my everything in my life to revolve around him for him to be my center. Amen. So when Christ, who is our life, appears, that means to made manifest or visible. Then you will also appear with him in glory. Now, I know it's talking about a future time where we're going to see him, where we're going to be him with glory. But here's something that jumped out at me. There are fresh revelations of Christ available to us right now mm-hmm. where he will appear to you daily yes, through will. his word or, or in your worship or at church or just things in life. He is set your mind on him and I believe he will appear, so to speak, every day. There is fresh revelations, fresh knowledge, fresh things for you to know about him and, and to uh, to move into Every day, I believe every day he appears to you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I know there's a future coming. There's a literal coming of Christ. Uh, I understand that. But I'm talking about daily. You can have that. In you your know, life. I'm one of those people that tended to be more negative in my thought process. And so I had to start asking God to help me not miss the blessings of the day. Show me your blessings, Lord. Show me everything you want to reveal to me today so that I don't think about those things. Or I don't tend to go negative. I use the word to do that too, but I asked him. Yeah, exactly. I asked him to help me. And guess what? He does. Yes. So little things 
Bless me. Right. Got a good parking place. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father. Oh, look at that pretty cloud. Thank you, Lord, that you're such an artist. Whatever. I change my mind and I start seeing the beauty in life instead right. of the bad. Amen. Well, okay. So here we go. Say, oh me or oh my or whatever, because <laughs> the word of God's fixing to get Mark into. Mark said, go. <laughs> you don't, don't be easily offended by the word because this is the word. And um, thankfully, the word is very practical. I didn't make it up. It's not me saying these things. It's Christ who is the word. And it's for our good. So, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Speak to each of us. So, verse 5. So, okay. So, in light of all these things that you need to set your mind on Christ, you've been raised with him sitting sitting in heavenly places. Uh, Seek those things which are above, because you died and your life is hidden with God in Christ. And he is your life and, and you will appear with him. Then the next verse, verse five. Therefore, because of all of that, here we here, therefore, this is what you need to do. Therefore, put to death. <laughs> wow. Yeah, don't leave it hanging <laughs> on by life support. Right. <laughs> put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanness passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Now, let me say, Paul is talking to the church. Did you catch that? He's talking to the church at Colossae. Yeah. He's not even he's, talking he's to not, the unsaved right, right there. He, that's expected. Mm-hmm. That's expected in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. That's expected with those that aren't saved because they've it's not been renewed. Ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've not been renewed. They've not been regenerated. This is what is acceptable in the world. Uh, this, this is the standard of the world. But he's talking to the church. He's talking to you and me. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth: fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire. And covetousness, which is idolatry. So let's start to break that down. Oh me, oh my. <laughs> Put to death means to mortify. Deprive it of its power. To destroy the strength of and subdue. Again, he would not tell you to do that if you couldn't do it. Right. And the way you do it, number one, repent of that sin that vice, repent of it, renounce it, turn your back from it, declare it's no longer a part of your life, and cut it off. Say, I renounce, in the name of Jesus, fornication. I cut it off. I renounce it. I repent of it, Father. Cleanse me, purify me, and I cut that thing off from me. It no longer has the power to to destroy me. But let's talk for a moment what that word actually means. I mean, put to death is mortified. He said, put to death your members. That word means your body. Or a member, listen, I I got this out of um, the Greek uh, definition and also the, uh, the commentary that went with it. Member means a member of the human body or of bodies given up to criminal intercourse because they are, as it were, members belonging to the harlot's body. Now, I did not make that up. Okay? And so, it's very plain. 
that you can offer your body or different parts of your body mm-hmm. to ungodliness or unto fornication. That's the way of the world. It's a temptation. Uh, everyone is is susceptible to temptation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and so. The, the Bible is teaching you right here what you can do. If you are caught in that trap and you can't seem to get out, you can't get out on your own. You have to repent, mm-hmm. renounce, and cut it off. It, repent of it, Father, forgive me, cleanse me. And all these things that it lists, forgive me, cleanse me, whatever it is that you you know, you know, we all know when we have that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That, uh, that besetting sin. You repent. You uh, you confess it. And then you renounce it. I renounce that in the name of Jesus. I turn away from that in Jesus' name. And then you say, I cut off that power of fornication off of me. In the name, I break its power off. Mm-hmm. It no longer is a part of me. And and, and you, you move forward. And then when that temptation comes, you declare, I'm set free in the name of Jesus. And you pray and you seek the face of God. But you, it's talking about your members. You can off, you know, the Bible says to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. You have the ability to present your body a living sacrifice and unto holiness, or you have the ability to present it into sexual sins or whatever, you know, addictions or whatever it may be. So, uh, put to death. Those members, okay? Put that to death. Now, that doesn't mean go cut your arm off. That's not what that means, okay? Rob it, subdue it of its power and its strength in your life. What does fornication mean? It's the Greek word porneia, where we get our English word pornography. It means illicit sexual intercourse, holotry, including adultery, incest, or figuratively, idolatry. And so... uh, it is something that is very rampant on this earth and in this world right now. And uh, so we as a body of Christ, we are not immune to those temptations. We're, we are not immune to those strongholds being in our life. But So we have to be on guard. And if we know it's there, you know, um, we have to confess it. Mm-hmm. You know, confess the thing and get it out of your life because it's only going to bring harm. It's only going to bring destruction. Uh, it's not going to bring forth the fruit of what you want. So that uh, fornication is one of the things that is listed. Uh, you know, I would have preferred, I'm going to tell you real right now, it would have been easier and more comfortable just to minister the verse, first four verses. Okay? <laughs> yeah. They sound pretty. Yeah. They're powerful. Yeah. And they are beautiful. But it's much more comfortable just to go to verse 4. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit said, well, why aren't you going forth and fin- and going through that? Okay, okay, Lord, it's your word, not mine. So, you know, truth has power. You know the truth, and the truth shall mm-hmm. make you free, right? So the truth is, if you are committing those acts, it is sin, and it's a trap, and there's destruction attached to it's it. It's a criminal affront towards right. the Lord, right? It is. It's, it's in opposite to the Spirit to, of Christ. Yeah, you have to realize what you're truly doing. Yeah. It's, a, it's, all, it's not only against God, but it's against yourself. Yeah. And it also, like I said earlier, here's one of the, one of the ways to have the remedy. In verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, is mm-hmm. he your life? Make Christ 
your life to fill you up, to satisfy you, to uh, those wounds that you are trying, or those empty places that you are trying to fill with whatever it is. Let Christ heal you and fill you. Make Him your life. Then you will not have that open susceptibility to the temptation of fornication. Hope you guys still love me. (laughs) Hope you guys are still hanging with me because this is from the Word. And so fornication actually means pornea, which is where we get our word pornography. If you're caught in the trap of pornography, God loves you so much that you cannot even imagine. Imagine. (laughs) You can't even grasp how much he loves whoever is caught in that trap of pornography or fornication. And he loves you and he died to set you free. There is power and authority in the name of Jesus to set you free because he said you have died and your new life is hidden with Christ. Jesus Christ died to uh, remove the power of sin from your life. Not only did grace forgive you of your sins, it, it's also grace to separate you from the sin, the principle of sin in your life. You don't have to obey that anymore. And you know, it's amazing how your language changes when you've been set free from something. So we still encounter those things in this world. People are still touching us. There's, And if the, if somebody tries to bring something back to you that was a familiar spirit, something you participated in before, and you've been set free from it, all of a sudden you're like, oh, Father, I don't want that. Please Help me, you know, move me away. I love you. Thank you for setting me free from that, Father, because you're, instead of saying, I want that, I got to have that, I need that, all of a sudden you're like, oh, Father, thank you, I'm set free. It changes your language. It It changes. It changes everything about you. Yes, it does. And it grieves you, actually, when you come in contact with it again. (laughs) And, you know, this verse 5 is under the category, and it says at the bottom of my um, notes in this Bible, of sins of sense of sensual self indulgence, and one of the commentary at the bottom it says to focus interest and ambition and ambition heavenward entails casting away specific vices and cultivating certain virtues, and so one of the the categories is the sins of sensual self indulgence. Which, which is verse 5. So again, verse 5, and let me read this in the Amplified. So kill, deaden, deprive of power the evil desire lurking in your members. Now don't think that you're alone in this. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you're the only That's person right. <laughs> and that you are such a, 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 a despicable person that you think this or you have these temptation and uh, nobody could be as bad as you. Listen, this is sin. This is a demonic assignment. It mm-hmm. is the devil at work, and he attacks, and he he will tempt and but, separate you. And separate, mm-hmm. but we can say no. There is no temptation that is taking you, but such as is common to man. This is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with a temptation. Make a way of escape. Every temptation that you face, every temptation that comes against you, you are fit for the battle. You are well equipped to say no to it. It it cannot engulf you. God would not allow it to come to you if it was something that you could not say no to and break off. Listen to me. There is not one thing 
there's not one trap, one vice, no matter how long it's been happening, that you cannot rise up today, just talking about what we've been talking about today, that you are not fit for the battle, that you are not greater than and able, you are well you, able Father. to pull down yes, the lies and the strongholds and the power of that sin because Jesus Christ did it. You just have, need to get up in under it. You just need to get in an agreement with it, adjust yourself to it, and do what the Word says. Put it to death. Put it to death. Cut it off before it brings destruction and uh, circumstances uh, and a harvest in your life that you don't want. And you know what? Uh, God can give you grace for what's already happened. He'll give you grace to, to move forward. But he wants to cut that thing off in your life. You are fit for the battle. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You do not have to continue in pornography and, and self-indulgence and sins and those sexual things. You don't, and you don't want to. You know you don't. And, but there's power there's hope, there's strength for you today to have a new life. This is not a pie in the sky. This is written down in blood. This was paid for in blood. Jesus Christ it was redeemed. Made an, it's oh, redemptive. Redeemed, right. It's redemptive. He made an open <laughs> show of the enemy, made a spectacle of him by robbing and divesting him of his power of sin mm -hmm. and his power over you. So I, I hope that, that this is causing you if you are fighting some of these battles or you know someone that is that they're like you're like wow that's right that's what the word says that's what i can do i am not a we are no longer a slave to sin we've been adopted we've been changed we've been hidden with christ in grafted God. into we've the been, living vine <laughs> it's right we've been raised to a new mm -hmm. life mm-hmm We've been raised to a new life. Come on, rise up into You're accepted. rise up into a You're new loved. life <laughs> of, of being set free. Set your mind and be set free today. That's what we're talking about. Lueda, so, you know, one quick thing. When I was when I was coming out of some things myself, the hardest thing for me to realize was that I was truly accepted. Mm -hmm. And so, beloved, know that. Right. You are accepted. Yeah. You are loved. There is nothing God wants more than you. Yeah. And you've been made for more than that. That's right. You've been made for more than that. Praise God. Hallelujah. You were not meant to, to be a slave and in bondage. He came to get you. He came to get you and make you his family. So verse uh, 5 again. So kill, deaden, deprive of power, the evil desire lurking in your members or your body, those animal impulses and all that is earthly in you. We're supposed to have heaven in us. We're to walk in the heavenly, walk in what Christ did. We've been sanctified, set free by the blood of Christ. Um, kill, deprive of power, the evil desire lurking in your members, those animal impulses and all that is earthly in you. That is employed in sin. See, the enemy is all about causing you to move into the action of it. So what is he talking about? Sexual vice, which is fornication impurity or uncleanness we just talked about what fornication is now uncleanness is impurity physically or morally in a moral sense the impurity of lustful luxurious prolificate wasteful extravagant prodigal living impurity of lustful luxurious impure living of impure motives so listen 
As I said before, none of us are immune to these things. <laughs> I wish we, after we got saved, wouldn't it be great if we just had this bubble that was around us and it just, there was not, uh, no temptation could even begin to come near us, that it had, like it had to keep a 10-foot barrier all the way around us. Wouldn't that be great? But the Word says uh, that you're in this world, but not of this world. Right. Uh, that you are going to be, t- Jesus We wouldn't Christ really know His tempted. goodness if right. it was like that. <laughs> and Jesus was tempted, mm-hmm. but without sin. Mm-hmm. What did He use? The Word against the devil every time He tempted Him. Mm-hmm. So none of us, folks, are immune to impure thoughts. Uh Pornographic, fornication, and all those all those thoughts and behavior. None of us are immune to having it come, but we can all say no to it through the power of Christ. You know, the old saying was, um, "You can't keep a bird from flying over your head, but you can keep them from making a nest in your hair." Because we have power to say no to it. We don't. And if you have been caught in it, if you've already got a nest in your hair, get rid of it, honey. Come on, get put it. To death, kill it, kill it, so that you do not have the fruit of that. So, kill it. Uh, all those things employed know, in sin. I know what I was going to say. You know, actually, the desire for those things is the more you spend with God, the more you desire His ways. But the more you spend in that stuff, the more you desire it. So He's given you the ability to think like he thinks and to come up like he thinks. But by not desiring that, that lack of love that you're not receiving when you're not getting in the word is what you go, what makes you go look for the other things. Right, because there's a void. Right. Or you're trying to numb the pain with some other substance or mm-hmm. some body mm-hmm. or something. And uh, Jesus Christ is sufficient in all things, in all things. Let me finish. Let me go um, one more word. We're not even going to be able to get through this verse. But the other thing that you are to kill and uh, deny power to in your life is evil, which means worthless, depraved, corrupt, deviant, perverted, debased, immoral, or injurious, bad, harm, ill, or wicked. You know what? You were created for the goodness and the glory of God, not to to give your members or your body over to these things that destroy you and bring harm to you and those around you. And Jesus Christ made a way through his death, burial, and resurrection through the cross to set you free from the power of sin. I don't know right now if I'm talking to uh, someone that's unsaved or someone that already knows the Lord. But whatever it is, you can repent, you can renounce, you can turn away from whatever besetting sin is there. We didn't get to go through the whole list in Colossians 3, but I want to encourage you that Jesus Christ came to set the captives free. So in the name of Jesus, if you have listened to this broadcast today and you find yourself in Colossians 3 with this list of things that he says put to death, to cut off from your life, uh, then in the name of Jesus, just declare right now, Lord, I confess this sin, whatever it is, confess it. Wash me, cleanse me, purify me. I renounce it. I turn away from it. I turn and go the other direction by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I press into you, Lord. 
Right now, I receive the forgiveness and I take the authority and I cut off that sin, that besetting sin off of my life in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Father, I pray for those that have watched today and will listen on the radio and future on the website that, Father God, that you would just let them know. Let your love surround them and your grace and your power. I pray, my Father God, that you would just uh, envelop them in your goodness. And I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, folks, as I said, we had to buckle our seats up and, and get ready for the word because the word is not being minced around in chapter 3 and it gets right down to where we live. And so we're going to continue this next week. Uh, please don't write me any hateful letters because I was just reading the word, what the word says. Uh, but, you know, God wants you to know the truth so that you can be set free. And so do we. Uh, we look forward to every week to being with you and sharing the word. Uh, and we pray for you and you are a blessing to us. And you again, contact me on our website, lureda.org and call our prayer line 866-241-0579. We would love to pray for you. Uh, God bless you and don't miss next week. And please share this on your uh, Facebook page and, and tell others about it. They may need it.